We continue on uh, with Masechus Sukkah, the second parrot, the sixth and seventh Mishnah, Mishnah Vav and Mishnah Zayin. Mishnah Vav says, Rabbi Lezer, Omer, Rabbi Lezer says, Arba Esri Su'udos Chayv Adam that the opinion of Rabbi Lezer is that you must eat 14 meals in the sukkah, as one would traditionally do, eat a day meal and a night meal. So therefore, because we have the halachic obligation, to live in our sukkah the same way we would dwell in our homes, just as one would normally eat two meals uh, throughout the day, one too was obligated to eat two meals in the sukkah each day. Sukkah is seven days, therefore 14 meals are required to be had in the sukkah. That is the opinion of Rabbi Lazar. The Mishnah continues, but the rabbis say, They say, it's not true. One is not obligated to eat any number of meals in the sukkah, because just as I'm not obligated to eat lunch on a, or breakfast on a random Wednesday and dinner on a random Thursday, I probably will, I might, but I don't have to. So the, therefore the, the injunction of Teshu Kain Tadoru, that we should live as we would normally live, dwell in our sukkah the way we would dwell in our house, is even more applicable. If I eat a meal, I have to eat in the sukkah. If I don't eat a meal, so don't eat a meal, there's no obligation. Except for on the first night of Yontif. The very first meal, the Friday night meal to begin Sukkot, to begin Sukkot, is obligatory based upon a Shava, uh, a learning from the first night of Pesach. Pesach falls out on Tesvav on the 15th of Nisan. Sukkot falls out on Tesvav the 15th of Tishrei. And therefore there are numerous uh, laws that are adduced from one to the other. So just as on Pesach we're obligated to eat our meal after nightfall the first night as part of the Haggadah, as part of the Seder. Similarly so, on Sukkot, we're obligated to eat that meal uh, in the Sukkot Friday night. And that comes up with many different halachic uh, ramifications in terms of what's the weather like, how long do I have to wait, and, and, the, fr- and the first meal of Sukkot is inherently different in terms of that litmus test of using the Sukkot than any other meal. Continues the mission of Odama Rabbi Lazar, and Rabbi Lazar continues, Mishlo Yom Rishon Yashlin Yom says, and there could be a case where a person did not eat the meal the first night of Sukkot in the Sukkah. So there's a concept of Tashlum, and he can make it up on the last night of Yantav, which is really what we're talking about, the night of Shemini Atzeres. Uh, again, there are numerous different discussions that we can be had on this. Why would Rabbi Eliezer, who holds that we're obligated with 14 meals, why is he nervous only about making up the, la- the first meal? Wouldn't he be nervous about making up any of the 14 meals? How could it be that you eat any of the meals on Shemini Atzeres? Shemini Atzeres is inherently a different holiday, and inherently a different Yom Tov than Sukkot. So uh, how is that possible at all? Uh, but uh, leaving that part aside, which I would encourage you to spend time looking up and realizing this is a, a question, the Chachamim say, It's not Tashlumen. That which is crooked cannot be made straight, and that which is wanting cannot be numbered. Meaning, it, it, it's, uh, it, there's sometimes when you miss the opportunity, the opportunity is missed. It's not like Pesach Sheni, where if you missed out on the opportunity for the Karban, as we're familiar with from the Torah, that for the Jews who missed out on offering the very 
uh, well, really the second Korban Pesach, they, they felt that they wanted to offer for whatever reason they were, they were not allowed to offer at that point in time. Uh, so then the institution of Pesach Sheni, a Tashlumen, a makeup date, uh, was instituted. The whole concept of Tashlumen, what happens if you miss a Tfila that you were supposed to say, what happens if you miss a Korban that you were supposed to bring, is, uh, is a very interesting concept, Lehalacha. And here Rabbi Lazar proposes that how valuable is the first night meal to occur in the Sukkah, that, uh, or at least the first night meal to have, whether it's in the sukkah or not, that if you can't have it, uh, it would need to be made up. Uh, and, uh, the chum say there, in this case, there really is no ability, uh, to make it up. And, and Shmini Atzeris isn't really the antif of Chaga Sukkos anyways, so how is that considered Tashlum and how is that considered making it up? Continuing with Mishnah Zion, still in the second parak, the second chapter. Mishai Roshel Verubo Besukov Shulchan Besuch Habayis Beishamai Poskin and Beisel Machshirin. So here we pose a, a case, and it could be applicable to two different physical circumstances. One who has their head, the majority of their body in the sukkah, yet their table is in the house, meaning it's not in the sukkah. Beishamai says that that person is not fulfilling their mitzvah of achila. In the sukkah, Beis Hillel Machshir and Beis Hillel says that that would be satisfactory. So, what are we talking about? Rosho Verubo Vishulchano, that uh, one's head and the majority of their body and the table are in different places. So, we have to remember what people, how it looked to be at a meal uh, during the time of the Mishnayos and even beforehand, that uh, they didn't have dining room tables as we have. Uh, or if they did, that isn't how they chose to eat their meals. In general, there were couches and, and uh, those uh, portable tables that would be brought up to your couch. It was reclining. We know that from the Seder, uh, the incumbency uh, upon us to uh, uh, recline. So here it's talking about a similar situation. I'm sitting there in my sukkah, my head, the majority of my body, but the table of which I'm leaning towards is outside the sukkah. So Beishamai says that's no good. Beishelel says it is good. Amrulan Beishelel Beishamai. Beis Hillel brings us a proof to Beis Shammai. Lo kachayom maaseh shahalchu ziknei Beis Shammai v'ziknei Beis Hillel levaker as Rabbi Yochanan ben Hachorani. Wasn't it true that the elder statesmen of both of our houses, both the elder statesmen of Beis Shammai as well as Beis Hillel, went to go visit the famous Rabbi Yochanan Hachorani? Umatzu shahayoshev rosh over rubo besokol v'shulchan v'shulchabais, and they saw this venerated rabbi. Uh, with his head and the majority of his body inside the sukkah, but the table outside the sukkah, and they didn't tell him anything. Therefore, implying, says Beis Hillel, that this is satisfactory. It would not be possible. This is an acceptable way to conduct oneself in the sukkah. So Amr Lehem Beis Shammai, Beis Shammai says, Really? Misham Raya? You're going to bring, bring a proof from there? Af do you not recall what was said to them when this occurrence happened? Again, the elder statesmen of the house of Shammai and the house of Hillel came to see this Rav Yochanan who was eating uh, and reclining in this manner that his head and his body was in the sukkah and the table was outside of the sukkah. And didn't they tell him, Im ken if this is how you conduct yourself, lo kiyamta mitzvah sukkah You've never fulfilled the mitzvah of sukkah. Uh, so clearly, uh, Beishamai says, I don't believe that our uh, elder statesman or yours uh, condoned such behavior in the sukkah, and therefore it is not a proof. The Gemara here concludes in favor of Beishamai in two uh, circumstances. Circumstance number one is the size of the sukkah. We could be talking about a sukkah that's only large enough to fit one's head in the majority of one's body. So therefore, is that a large enough sukkah to consider a kasha sukkah? Is that possible? So Beis Hillel there would be, say yes. 
And by Shammai there would say, no, he says, without the Shulchano, without the table inside the Sukkah, that's inherently a component that's required within the Sukkah. And the second circumstance is, no, it's a large Sukkah. It happens to be with the large sukkah. I'm sitting by the entrance, so my position in this sukkah is I'm by the entrance, and there's not enough room, or maybe there's not enough room. It's it's more convenient to have my table outside the sukkah. However, that would be people aren't going to knock into it. Whatever the circumstance would be, would that be acceptable? And there, Beis Hillel says, of course it's fine because I know I'm in a sukkah. I'm going to make sure that I lean inside and make sure I'm inside while I'm eating. And Beis Shammai is concerned that if Shulchano is chutzla sukkah, that if his table is outside the sukkah, what's going to wind up happening? He's going to lean out to find the table, his soup. He wants to bring his head closer to the soup, whatever the situation would be, and he would wind up eating outside the sukkah. So he's concerned to permit such a circumstance because uh, the majority or at least a portion of the eating would occur outside of the sukkah.